Welcome back to the G-Quad Podcast. Quan and I and Logan are back uh, for, the, for the second time. And it's going to be three weeks that Logan's going to be back on the show. Uh, so we're happy to have him back. Um, and we'll just jump right into it. NFL Sunday, as always, we film on Sundays. And uh, I, I want to go on a, a quick rant uh, because the New York Giants, uh, I, I said this, like, I said this what was it, two weeks ago, I said this a couple weeks ago. I said that the New York Giants were a fluke. I said that they were overrated and everybody and their mother just shit on me in the comments. They were going at me on Twitter. They were going at me everywhere, Instagram, every fucking where. And of course, what did they do? They get blown out the fucking park today against Philadelphia. Wanna know why? Because they are over fucking rated, first of all. I'm, I'm gonna give credit to Brian Dayball. He has done a great job coaching that team. But that team in general is not talented at all. They are not good talent-wise against actual top-tier playoff teams. If you look at that on paper versus the Eagles, they are not as talented as other teams in, in the league who are top-tier. And, and you saw it again today. They got fucking absolutely destroyed because they are an overrated team. I agree with you to an extent that, I mean, they don't necessarily match up with the elite teams and the teams that are contending for a Super Bowl. And maybe, you know, the guys at the top of the playoff bracket, uh, they obviously don't match up with the Eagles. I don't necessarily think that's because they don't got talent. I think that with what they've done with the offensive line, you know, getting icky and, and just kind of what they've added in terms of like the offensive line is really all that's been holding them back. They got, you know, Saquon Barkley. I think Daniel Jones is a competent quarterback. I think he could be. Okay, we're not doing the Daniel yeah. Jones again. He's not a competent quarterback. He's not a top-tier okay. quarterback. By what standard is, by what metric is he not a competent quarterback? He's turnover prone. He has fucking trouble holding on to the ball. He has fucking terrible goddamn uh, accuracy. He's not a top-tier quarterback. Everyone knows it. Stop giving this guy credit. I'm over this guy already. He's got to go. He's not the answer for them. He's done. He's finished. He's a finished quarterback. First year, right? His rookie year. Okay, what was it? Like 24 touchdowns, something like that. On a garbage New York Giants team. Absolutely no alignment, no weapons, nothing like that. All right? That's that's a while ago, right? But then move on, right? He has a, an off year. He's been dealing with injuries. And I'm not saying that he's an elite quarterback by any means or he's top 15, top 10, but he obviously has the abilities to take a team to a good spot. Look at the look at the record they're at the first year they have in an offensive line, even decent. And Daniel Jones has looked good this year. You could say I'm, he has been turnover prone in the past, and especially with the fumbles, but I'm not sure exactly how much fumbles factors into a quarterback's performance or how good they are or reliable they are as a quarterback. And for turnover prone, I wouldn't necessarily say that. And accuracy as well. I know his rookie year and his last year, he was top five in deep ball completion percentage. So, I mean, it's which isn't a huge thing in terms of accuracy, but I don't think he's ever had – huge struggles in terms of accuracy i think he's a technically sound quarterback that if he's able to develop with the giants you know and continue to have an actual cast around him i don't think you know you can say that he's not a good quarterback i think they just prove him when he, when he's had help he has looked good logan don't think that you could say any quarterback is a bad quarterback so then i'm assuming you both think that daniel jones is not a competent quarterback no i don't i don't know about Quan. I, again, I know it seems like I just only see the good quarterbacks and I don't think that there's any bad quarterbacks, but being genuine, a very forgiving and optimistic person. That's so. your problem. But even even not factoring that into it, I'm just looking at it from straight edge, what I've seen from Daniel Jones. And I don't think that the bad I've seen from Daniel Jones is even close to enough to overrule the good that we've seen from him. Because again, every time he's had it, 
genuine actual cast, which really is only this season. His best year statistically is probably his first season, right? Second or first above this season. I think this season is probably his second. In his first season, he had a terrible team. He still had a bottom five offensive line. So I don't I don't really know. I I don't think you can really judge a quarterback on whether or not he's a good or bad quarterback, honestly, until you see what he's done for at least two years with actual support. I think Daniel Jones is very below average. I don't necessarily see the... I do think in Daniel Jones's case, I think that you can't count on him. Like, yeah, I don't I don't feel like you. He, he's somebody that can be counted on. Like, any kind of situation, like, I don't think you can count on, like, open and drive type shit or, or like, let's score before halftime or let's get this game winning drive together. I just, um, like, on, and those three... You know what I'm saying? Faces, I don't I don't think you can count on that man. There's a clear reason why the Giants did not pick up his fifth year option. And there's a clear reason why Logan, I'll ask you this. I'll ask you this. If you had a choice, if you're the Giants GM, keeping Daniel Jones, drafting a new quarterback, or or getting a quarterback out, out, out of free agency, which, which one are you choosing? If I'm being genuine and honest and not putting my bias in, right? I'm just being for real, okay? I would stick with Daniel Jones, give him at least what is wrong with that? What's wrong? Why, why would you do that? I don't understand why you would stick with him for another listen, year. Listen, he's still young. And this is, again, this is his first year with an actual cast, actual protection. And the, the Giants are now contenders. Even if, if people Contenders? Think, Yes, in terms no, of no, they're not. They're seven and five. They're overrated. You see, you see them playing against good, an actual fucking playoff team, and the Eagles, and they have to destroy this week. They're overrated. The Eagles, though, the best team in the NFL. I probably I, I misspoke saying contenders, but you know, a winning team that could make at least make some kind of noise in the playoffs if they get they won't. And at least by the Giants' standards, this is a completely different team from what it was. And this is again the first year that Daniel Jones has had actual protection, and really, he still doesn't have any receiver. So I don't I don't know. I just don't think that again. I don't think you can judge him based off of a list of years where he. It's not like he's had an average offensive line his whole career because it's been far, far, far below average, and he hasn't looked terrible. You know, he hasn't looked like a Zach Wilson. In my opinion, I don't think he's ever ever looked like a bottom five quarterback. Wow. But I don't. I don't know. It's, wow. I, I I don't think that's I don't think that's crazy to say at all. I think you know you look at you look at his his production right, and to, to say you can't depend on him at all in any situation, I don't I don't feel like that's true. Like last year against Tampa Bay, going and dueling with uh, Tom Brady, look he looked really good. He, he was going against one of if not the best defense in the league last year, and and he looked good on a prime time game. I'm not trying to pull you know, one game from it because you could go to a hundred. Sounded like probably. it. Sounded like that's exactly what you just did. Okay. No. Well, that's it. That I'm talking situationally. I'm I'm that's all I, I'm just a single situation. I'm saying you can look at games like that and say, you know, this is what he brings to the table. You can't say that over the span of his entire career, every single game, he just has not come through in these situations. That's all I'm saying. The take about the Giants being contenders. I think that's fucking blasphemous. Let's look at them right now. This week, they lost 48-22 to the Eagles. Last week, they tied 20-20 with the Commanders. They lost on Thanksgiving to the Cowboys, 28-20. They lost the week before that, 31-18 to the Lions, who had won like four games at that point. They won against the Texans the previous week, 24-16. And they lost to the Seahawks, 27-13 the week before that. Is that a team that's a contender? I don't think so. Okay, again, Seahawks are a very good team. And we're not going to act like the Lions are a garbage team because they're not. They obviously have ability and they've beaten good teams, right? If you're a contending team, you should be beating those type of teams, no? 
again, I misspoke when I said contenders. I told you that. All right. I'm not trying to sound like I'm going back on my words at all because I'm not. I'm just saying I misspoke. When I was saying contenders, I meant more as they're a winning team because they are. They're still a winning team. Even if you think that they couldn't, you know, put up a fight against these better teams or get far or contend for a Super Bowl, they still have the ability to win games or seven, five and one right now, they've still played good teams and they've beaten them. So I, I don't know, but you're right. When they come up against a team like the Eagles, they're not getting past them. And that's, but it, that also is because the Eagles are the Eagles. They're overrated. I just don't think that they're in a spot to where they have the talent that the missing piece is quarterback. So you got to make that move and get rid of Daniel Jones. I think that Daniel Jones has proven that he's trust trustworthy when he has a team around. Him. And that's the biggest part. I just got one pushback uh, as far as the teams that they beat. Uh, or lost to the Lions. I, I can understand that, that you're saying that they're not garbage or whatever, but there's anybody that you should beat, like, you know, if you're that that good of a quarterback or if you're that that competent of a that quarterback. I won't, a even, I won't even necessarily say that that good, but that competent of a quarterback, you should be able to get that done. I understand that if you're the Giants, that's definitely a team that you should beat because their defense is absolutely garbage. And I'm not saying that the Lions as themselves are not a bad team, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to say that they still are a team that could easily put up a fight and they've shown that this season, but mainly and really only because they're offensive. Just for the record, I don't disagree with the with the Lions being not that bad. I got you. I, I just mean when you say like as a quarterback, if there's any team you should be pulling out a win against or beating, right, it's the Lions. But again, that's my main point to Daniel Jones is that he has not had a very good team around him to this point. So you can't say Daniel Jones lost to the Lions, right? You know, it's because it is a team thing with the Giants. And as we saw against the Eagles, their defense was garbage. They looked terrible. That's a that's a big point to it is what I'm trying to say is that I agree that they're not contenders, but I think that they're a team that could win against better teams. I think that they've proven that they still, they're not necessarily, they, you know, they didn't get seven wins by accident. They're still a decent, a, a, a good team at times that could pull out wins. I agree with that. I said Brian Dayball has done a tremendous job coaching this team this year. He's done a great yeah. job in, in his first year as a head coach. But I think talent-wise, they don't match up compared to the top-tier teams. That's because they, they said, oh, my God, seven wins. The Giants are, you know, one of the best teams in the league or, you know, one of the top teams in the division. I just don't think they are. I think they're – I said two weeks ago, they were overrated. They were – I said – I said weeks before that, I said, I said that they were a fluke when, when they were undefeated. And I said, compared talent-wise, they are not as good as some as some of the best teams in the league. You see, and you've seen it today with the Eagles. You've seen it last yeah. week when, when they were playing the Commanders when they tied. You've seen it the week before that on Thanksgiving, 28-20, when they lost. And then you've seen it last week, or the week before that, when they lost to the Lions, 31-18. This team talent-wise is, is not as good as some people thought they were going to be because they had that you know big winning streak and they got seven wins. I had said the other week when uh, Logan was here, when he was talking about the the potential of them having four teams in the uh, in the playoffs, I was like, yeah, the Giants peak. I still think that they're like a team that could contend for the playoffs. When you say that, like they were a fluke, I, I didn't say were. I said they are a fluke, which they are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, if you're saying they are a fluke, right, or what you were just saying and stuff that they had already peaked, I just don't agree with that. In general, I feel like it's a little bit weird to say that a team just kind of, they got their wins, you know, and it was just kind of a lot of it was luck and they're, you know, they're on their down spiral and it's like, they obviously have the ability, like, to win games. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think it's it's really a fluke situation or that. They have hit their peak and they're done. I think that, you know, for the rest of their schedule, I think that they still could win games. And again, not just against garbage teams. They have ability and you can't you can't say that they don't. You know, their O-line is still average, you know, at best. Right. But they're still producing. And that's what I mean. 
that's not my argument though. My, like at, as as far as them peaking this season, they would need a lot of help for them to, you know, what I'm saying for them to be able to make the playoff. Are you saying this season they peaked, or yeah, like yeah. they've had their peak this season? Like earlier in the season, that was their peak and they're done. Like they're going down. Yeah, I think that's that they, they have hit. I that's think what that I'm they saying. have hit the mountain. I think that they have seen the mountaintop, and now they're on the other way. Now they're on the way down. Now they're on okay. the way back down. I can agree that they have they hit a peak like in the early the season that they they hit their peak where they probably had the most potential to make the playoffs and, and to become like a great team, right? But I don't necessarily think that they're on the way down. I think they're going to kind of, you know, sit flatline and, and they're still a good team, but they're not on the way up to be a great team. So I only say, you know, it's possible that all four teams make the playoffs because of what the NFL is this year. There's a lot of teams that even the, some of the winning teams like the Seahawks, and, and teams like that, I'm not saying they're flukes at all because they're not. They're good teams. You know, there's a lot of teams at the top that you could say, you know, are kind of wishy-washy that could easily be upset, you know, in a situation like that. That's what I'm trying to say. They have four games left. They have the Commanders next week, yep. uh, the Vikings the week after that, Colts the week after that, and then they end the year off facing the Eagles again. Yeah, so there, that's what I'm saying. So you've got the Colts, who have been absolutely abysmal all season, disgustingly terrible, right? They, they still have, you know, some decent players. But with their offense and what they've been doing, they're a terrible team. You got us, which, we, you know, I, that's a game that we saw last game could go both ways with the Point tie off. and stuff like that. So, exactly. So, we got we got us. You said, um, yeah, Minnesota. And Minnesota, didn't they lose today? I'm not saying that the pretenders or anything because they're not. They're a great team. But, again, Vikings being one of those teams that could easily go, you know, it's a wishy-washy team to where they're not a solidified best team in the NFL, to me at least. If you get those games, you went out, you know, probably going to get their ass kicked by the Eagles again. But, you know, we beat the Eagles. So to say that it's completely impossible that they went out it is kind of, I don't know. I think that it's definitely possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Of course. We call, we call Trevor Lawrence a bust last week. He had a great week this week, great game this week. Uh, but, but I still think he sucks. You guys think he's a bust, right? I do. I don't know if I said he was a bust, did I? I said he was a bust, but Quan did d disagree that he, he was one of the best uh, prospects out of uh, could be prospects out of college uh, when it was coming. That's what he said. I think the number one thing that leads people to talk about Trevor this way, you know, despite how he act, like how he plays and you know the situation he's in, is because of how highly rated he was as a prospect. You know, you could easily say that he was the best quarterback prospect of all time, you know, coming into into his draft class, right? Because of just the way he scouted. He was. That's, that's what they said, yeah. I think that is a huge, if not the leading factor, as to why people are so critical of him. I do not think at all that you could say from his production of what he's shown in his first two years, that he's a bust in any terms, or that he's even going in the direction of a bust. Starting with his first year, right? Urban Meyer, the worst coach that's ever entered the NFL ever in any situation <laughs> of all time. Didn't know half. Ever seen Matt Nagy? Oh, God. Or uh, McDaniels or Nathaniel Hackett? Oh. At least McDaniels had some success in New England. I agree you with know, that. Urban Meyer never had any business ever touching an NFL field in his life, ever. The whole situation in Jacksonville last year was probably the worst in the NFL, no matter how you put it. It was probably the worst, at least offensively. It was the worst situation that anyone could have ever been in in the NFL, in a terrible, terrible way to start a career as a quarterback. I think that ranking of Trevor Lawrence, you know, coming out of into the draft, how highly touted he was, best since Andrew Luck, best since John Elway, even though he was never terrible by any means. His stats have yet to be, like, very pretty. They've definitely improved this year. He's had games that have been efficient in terms of stats, 
last year was disgusting. And I think a lot of that is attributed to, and a lot of it I think had to do with the offensive architecture of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was probably one of, if not the worst offensive schemes I had ever seen in my life. Disgusting play concept in terms of what they were trying to do with what they had. It was just terrible. And that on top of Urban Meyer as a coach, that's not even to mention the talent that was lacking in that Jacksonville offense. He did not play nearly that bad, you know, compared to what he was surrounded by. Again, I'm not going to say he had a good season because I don't think he did. I think that in terms of the improvement he made towards the end stretch of his rookie season, that's a big thing I I think people skip over and aren't looking at. That's the main point. That's what you want to see out of rookie quarterback is improvement. That's why Jalen Hurt goes from one of the, in terms of, you know, performance and how he looks on a field, one of the worst quarterbacks, if not the worst in the NFL, his first two years in terms of processing a defense, making the right decision, right, and what he could do as a quarterback, to now looking like one of the best in the league, right? It, it, a lot of it is your offense, being comfortable in your offense, understanding your offense, and then understanding the defense and improving. But improvement last year, he looked good. He should, main thing is decision-making. And to me, that's the most important part, part of a quarterback's game. And he's, he's shown that he is a consistent decision maker. Every quarterback makes boneheaded plays, but I've never seen really a stretch of games where I thought Trevor Lawrence was just throwing games, making terrible decisions. You know, a lot of what his mistakes and his interceptions are justifiable plays. They're not terrible. What were you thinking? Anything like that. Going from then to this season, I think he definitely got help. Their offensive line looks slightly better. Almost the same, slightly better from last season, right? Cam Robinson's picked it up just a little bit, and that's definitely helped having a good, solid left tackle. Christian Kirk is a dog. He's looked amazing. He, he's looked worth every cent that he's been paid. He's he's looked good. Marvin's – okay. Oh, my God. All right. Dude, they overpaid that over. man way too much, and you know it. Okay. But, but to me, I don't feel like it is. In terms of the market, that's what I'm thinking. Is In terms of the market, that was kind of what should be expected for a player like that. He was like top three in receptions last year, top five, something like that. He had a good season as a number two option. and Because I'm not necessarily saying that he is worth that money. Because there's very few guys that are worth that money. But it was a good decision to pay him that money. There's a decision you have to make to get a good, reliable receiver. What's wrong with that? It's in terms of what the market was doing and where it was at, you didn't really have a choice, it, you know, paying that much money for a guy. But glancing over that, just a little bit improvement to Trevor Lawrence's offense, you know, has led to good, good things for them. 90% of other quarterbacks, this team would not be doing as, they're not necessarily doing great, but they wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't Trevor Lawrence in terms of rookie quarterbacks uh, being on that team. I think he's looked really, really good. And he's definitely my, that was why I wanted to say is he's nowhere close. I don't know what you guys have seen to say he's a bust at all by any. I don't think I said that he was a bust. <laughs> well, to allude in that direction at all. I know you had mentioned, you know, where he was ranked and stuff as a quarterback. I, well, then just what do you, do you think he's a bust? Do you think he's even in the direction of a bust? Does he look like a bust? What do you think? That? I don't necessarily think he's a bust. And I mean, Urban Meyer's situation was was just tragic. That that was that was tragic. That that would have fucked up anybody, in my opinion. That guy's a weirdo. But I don't think I see what everybody else sees. Like so far, 
this season or well i didn't watch them at all last season i just you they was just always in the headlines and i don't watch a lot of jaguars games don't get me wrong you know what i'm saying and i hate clemson i hate trevor lawrence anyway so you know that that is what that is but i don't think that i see what everybody else sees i think it's way too early to, to just flat out call him a bust and like i said he does he has all the like all the tools to make him a like a, a great quarterback i understand the direction and i i like you saying you know that he is way too early to call him a bus that's where i'm coming from mainly even i think that even if he was doing as bad as some people seem to think that he is i think even in that situation you have to give him way more time before you even consider deciding he's a bust or moving on that's my main problem with these court these situations with these young quarterbacks is they're giving up on way too early. That's a revolutionary ranking and prospect right there. You don't just fall into the greatest quarterback prospect of all time. You know, you have to have some type of NFL abil ability and tangible, right? Prospects and, and, and rankings, though, is is only some paper shit. If I mean, you know, that's, that's only on paper. That's true to an extent. Even if it is just paper and it's just analysts and stuff like that, you don't just kind of fall into, again, the best quarterback prospect Ever. I firmly believe that a draft ranking or a draft analysis on players only tells you what their ability is, what their ability shows. It just tells you what they can do on a football field. But one of the most important parts, if not the most important part of being an NFL player is what you know, how you can you know improve. And it, 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 your mind is what matters most. And you cannot tell that by ranking a prospect. It doesn't tell any of it. So you see a lot of guys with insane talent being ranked, oh, he's the number one player in this draft class and stuff because he can do all these amazing things on the field, but you don't know who he is mentally. And that's why guys like Justin Herbert are able to pick up and succeed so early and stuff because they're so smart. From what I've seen on film from Trevor Lawrence first two years, he has looked good, not even close to being bad enough to be called a bus or soon to be bust. He's looked really good. He's in the same boat as basically all the guys from his class. You know, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, the same kind of thing. They're, it's all situational struggles. I think that you have to look at where Trevor has been situationally his first two years. I think it's one of the worst and dumbest things I could ever hear for someone to say he's a bust, especially at this point, you know? Like, that's what I'm saying. You look at Geno Smith, and I know that's a bad example because it's, it's it seems like one in a million, but the dude is hitting his peak at 32, he was labeled a bust his entire career. That's what I'm saying. So you can't call a guy, even if Lawrence was 26, 27, you could not say he's a bust, get him out of here, even if he wasn't performing people's standards. The reason why I said he was a bust, based off of what people were saying about him coming out of college, from what we've seen up until now, I think he's just been way too inconsistent. And from what we've seen of, of him so far, there'll be one week where, where, where this guy looks like shit, and then and then there'll be one week where, where this guy looks like he's fucking the greatest quarterback of all time. This week, 300 plus yards, three touchdowns. That, okay, they, oh yeah, Trevor Lawrence looks fucking great. But if you, if you look at what he did last week, you're not saying that. I think he's way too inconsistent week in and week out for this guy to be considered you know, a, a good quarterback prospect or a good QB or a guy that, that, that could be their franchise guy up until now. I, I agree with what some of the Logan says. Horrible situation, horrible offensive line. But I think if you put Justin Herbert in, in, in the same situation, I, I think Justin Herbert succeeds a lot more than, than, than Trevor Lawrence does. He's way too inconsistent to not be labeled. But he's not based what, on what? The, the projection that he was coming that, that that he had coming in out of college. There you go, though. That's what I'm saying. We talked about this the first episode. Is when you're judging him based off of what he should be because of his ranking and not where he compares to other quarterbacks from in his situation or from his class, it's easy to say he's a bust because he's a generational prospect. 
But what you had just said was his inconsistencies and where he's at, right, and how inconsistent he is makes it to where he's not nearly good enough to be considered a good quarterback. You didn't necessarily say that the bad was so bad that he needs like he is a buzz. Like that's what, what I, I I just don't I don't understand what bad you're seeing or what terrible inconsistencies that you see that are so glaring that he is a bust already in his second year in the NFL, being the greatest quarterback prospect ever on a terrible, terrible team. Logan is just way too nice with, with, with these fucking quarterbacks. That's his problem. He keeps giving the benefit of the fucking doubt. He'll, he'll look for this or, or this guy's a nice guy. He, he, he walks his dog every, every day around his apartment complex and shit like this. I understand quarterbacks these days it's if you're not good in two years or three years you gotta go but he, he did it with daniel jones like 10 minutes ago he's giving him the benefit of the doubt he's saying oh yeah i'll get daniel jones one more year it's been five years already how many it's half a decade you're, you're gonna give this guy like come on already it, it's either you're good or you're not it's not about benefit of the doubt for trevor it's that i have not seen bad that is that glaring that even comes close to saying he's a bust and again with daniel jones that's my main thing. It's not even about necessarily like giving him the benefit of the doubt or, you know, having optimism for these players. When I look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence, I'm not even talking about what I've seen in college. I'm talking about as a young quarterback from what I've seen on his film, it is not nearly bad enough to, and I know you're not necessarily saying to give up on him, but when you declare a guy a bust like that, you know, that's obviously basically what that's saying. It's he's not going to get to where he's supposed to be. He's not going to be a good quarterback. He is a complete flunk from where he was drafted and where he was ranked. And I just don't think that's even close to true. I'm saying put Justin Herbert from when he was drafted and okay. in the same situation that Trevor Lawrence was when he was drafted. I think he would succeed more than Trevor Lawrence has done. I don't agree with that now. at all. I don't. I really think that from base prospect where they were their rookie years, Trevor and, and Herbert, Trevor edges out Herbert a, a, a fair amount in terms of who he is physically and mentally as a quarterback. I'm not necessarily saying they're going to end up in the same spot in their career and that, or that he's even close to better than him right now. But same situation, these first two years, if Herbert's in where Trevor is, I don't think it's close. I think that Herbert would probably be doing a little bit worse than Trevor. I don't agree with that. I think Herbert does a, does a little bit better than, than Lawrence. And, and I think Lawrence underperforms in that Jaguar and in, in that Charger systems up until now. From when Herbert was drafted, just flip him. From when Herbert was drafted in, in the Chargers up until now, put Lawrence in that spot, I think I think he underperforms compared to what Justin Herbert would do in that Jaguar system up until now. Did, did you lose him? Yeah. See, I, well, actually, I, I'm, I'm glad that happened so I can finally get a word in edgewise. Um, <laughs> Bad offensive lines do hamper, like, uh, quarterback progression, though. I agree um, with that. Or, or the perception, or at least the perception of, of quarterback progression. Because if you spend the money to develop a line around him, then, you know, maybe he is able to progress his passing abilities, his reads, and all of that. I, I do think that you got to give, like, you got to give quarterbacks grace and time and shit like that. I do I do agree with Logan there. We use this fucking thing about quarterbacks and their battle lines and, and how a quarterback needs a good old line in order to prosper and grow. But we've seen it with Deshaun Watson. His entire career in Houston, his old line was horrendous. That's one a great the, point. The worst old line in the NFL. And, and he was a top five saw, quarterback at one point. Exactly. And you still saw Deshaun Watson prosper, even without even without a, a, a DeAndre Hopkins when he got traded. He was still a top five quarterback in the league. So I, I do think that these young quarterbacks now are at a disadvantage with, with the terrible old lines. Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. It hurts their progress to have these battle lines. But if you're a good quarterback 
and you're supposed to be one of these great quarterbacks, these saviors for these teams, like, like a Trevor Lawrence, like a Justin Fields, like a Joe Burrow, you should still be succeeding based on your abilities and your talent as a quarterback, like Deshaun Watson did with his horrible O-line in Houston. He, he took a bad situation and made it good for himself and his team based on, based on his great abilities as a quarterback, as a, as a top five QB in the league. And I think if you're a guy like Trevor Lawrence, was supposed to be the greatest QB prospect of all time. His entire tenure at Clemson, they were sucking this guy off. He was constantly facing against Alabama, and they were saying, Trevor Lawrence this, Trevor Lawrence that. And I was watching NFL Live, all the draft coverage, and I just threw up in my mouth every time they talked about Trevor Lawrence for three hours on one fucking show and saying, this guy is, is the savior for your fucking franchise. Then, then he goes into Jacksonville, and they're saying, oh yeah, his O-line is, is, is horrendous, and his situation is horrible as well. But compare Trevor Lawrence to Deshaun Watson, because I think Deshaun Watson's tenure in Houston is very similar to, to what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. They were all over the place. Bill O'Brien was their head coach. He was constantly being shit on. He had beef with Deshaun Watson. They, they say he, he was, wasn't a very good head coach for them. He trades away DeAndre Hopkins, their best weapon. He gets fired, and then they're fluctuating with coaches and shit like that. You see it with the, Trevor Lawrence, the same thing. Urban Meyer, he does that whole bullshit and, and got that Jacksonville, you know, flirting with young, younger women, even though he's married, you know, dancing with them, grinding up on them and shit like that, and not being a very good head coach, being very toxic. He gets fired. They bring in a new guy who's supposed to be, supposed to be their savior, Doug, uh, Doug Peterson. They're giving him all this praise this year, saying how great of, of, of a turnaround he's, he's given this team. And you see that, but, but, but then they're constantly saying, oh, yeah, their O-line is still poor. E even though they got a guy like Christian Kirk for, for Trevor Lawrence to go and throw to, you see with Deshaun Watson. He had nobody to throw to at all. Like oh, he, he lost DeAndre Hopkins, and he still succeeded, even with a, a horrible subpar coaching staff, a horrible O-line, and a horrible team all around him. And he still went out week in and week out and still performed to make himself a top five, top 10 quarterback in this league. And I'm not seeing it from Trevor Lawrence. Maybe we'll see him in year three, year four, but I'm saying up until now, I think he's on the road to bust town. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to work out well for him. Okay, so two things on that. To whom much is given, much is expected, right? And so with them giving him all that praise, you know what I'm saying? We, we're expecting for him to be, you know, like the, the second coming of Jesus Christ, uh, especially with all that long hair. So I can understand you like kind of putting him against those expectations. I also understand the fact that a first overall pick or a first round pick quarterback is usually not going to a great team given his situation i i can see him struggling you know for a while and all of that but i do think that this season i i just don't think that they've had it all together deshaun watson was not you know hailed the greatest qb prospect coming out of college but he still prospered and became a top five top ten quarterback now league deshaun watson was a great qb prospect and obviously he was a high draft pick for them uh for houston so i'm saying if Deshaun Watson can can do that with, with, mm. with less of a expectation, why can't Trevor Lawrence do that? And why isn't he doing that for Jacksonville? That that, that that's my only question. If Logan was here, which I, I don't know if he's, if he's gonna come back or not, that's the question <laughs> I would ask him if he did come back, but he's probably uh yeah. taking an you, ambient right now. You you got a you got a great point because um and, and I wish I wish Logan would have stayed to hear you say that because those are great points. Like if you put that much stock into a, a quarterback, uh you're expecting a turnaround. But, um, exactly. You know, so I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. If you're putting that much stock into a quarterback, like Quan just said, you expect a nice return of investment from that quarterback. The, mm -hmm. the Texans put a lot of stock into Deshaun Watson, and they got a good return of investment based on his play. 
Jackson was not getting it from Trevor Lawrence right now. He had a great game today. 368 yards, three TDs. They, they, beat, they beat the Titans. Congrats, the Titans are shit. But next week, they're, they're probably going to play. I have no idea who, who the fuck they're, they're probably going to play. The Jets and Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be shit. Six, six, 16 to fucking, you know, 34, zero TDs. It's, it's, it's going to be the same thing as always. Good one week, shit the next week. That's, that's, that's what it's going to be. They got the Cowboys next week. Oh, this is going to be great. If, if Trevor Lawrence has shit that game, I'm going to come on and just fucking destroy him on the, on the podcast. <laughs> this is going to be lovely. They got Dallas, Jets, Texans, and then Titans again. The last four. Aha, here he comes. Excellent. 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 Welcome stuff. Back. I'm so sorry, bro. My Welcome back, my brother. Thank you. My electricity. <laughs> Went out, bro. I couldn't get back on. I want Nico to say what he just what he was just saying, you know, in your app. We say that quarterbacks now who, who are drafted and, and, and they come into the league, that their progress is deterred by these battle lines. But we seen okay. it with Deshaun Watson. He came into the Texans, his old line was horrendous his entire tenure in Houston, but he still was a top five, top ten quarterback and lived up to hit to his abilities and in, in which you know he, he he was projected to be, right? But we see it with quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence. We've seen it with Justin Fields. We've seen it with Joe Burrow. Their O-lines have been horrendous as well. And some of them have, have lived up to that hype, like Joe Burrow. They got the Super Bowl and things like that. Justin Fields is, is on the uptake right now after having a couple of bad weeks and a horrible a horrible year last year for them. So why are we not seeing that same thing with Trevor Lawrence? If Deshaun Watson was able to succeed, even without D-Hop, because at, at, at the Finland, they, they still succeed. Why are we not seeing that with Trevor Lawrence? And Deshaun Watson coming out of college was not, you know, Projected to be the greatest QB prospect of all time, like Trevor Lawrence was. I definitely 100% see what you're saying, especially in recent years, guys like Joe Burrow, all right, Deshaun Watson. So this is my biggest thing with that, okay, is I'm not specifically just talking about the offensive line being poor, right? And the, I know it was a very specific situation, but first year for the Jags, but with the head coach like Urban Meyer, right, who doesn't necessarily handle fully um, offensive and defensive schemes, terrible, 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 terrible offensive schemes, which I think is a big, big part of it because some coaches, some coordinators simplify NFL offenses and which in turn will simplify the defense. If we're talking about Deshaun, I feel like that's like a main facet of his game, right? Is evading sacks and evading pressure. Watching Deshaun Watson in Houston, a lot of their offense was Deshaun just going out there and making plays by himself and, and ha having to go out there and be like, fuck it. Deshaun, just go out there and make a play for us and, and, and you know, help, help, help us move the chains. And, and I think we're, we're, we, we saw a lot of that with him in Houston. When you got, get guys like Deshaun, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert that have insane success with bad supporting cast, you know, off the bat, it takes away from the guys that take a little bit longer to get to that point. And even with, I think Trevor has had a way worse situation than Burrow, than Deshaun, than Herbert in their first couple of years. Uh, you think even Joe Burrow with his bad offensive line? Yeah, just because of what, sorry. Yeah, just because of what he had with Zach Taylor and his offensive schemes, right? It was really well built to what Joe was good at and because of who he had in terms of weapons, right? But you're right, he had a terrible, terrible offensive line. But that's what I mean. Again, it's all specific to a quarterback situation, so it's really hard to compare like that. But that's what I mean is, is Deshaun is the he's a very specific type of star, right? So is Joe Burrow. They're all great, great players. They're some of the best in the game. And I just think it's unfair, even if Trevor Lawrence was, you know, one of the greatest quarterback prospect ever. Um, you know, he's an amazing young quarterback, first pick, right? Even in that situation, I think it's unfair for his comparisons and what he should be doing to be on that level. 
you know, like that's what I'm saying. And I, just because he's not at that level with the terrible supporting cast, right? Just because he's not doing what they did and improvising every play and still balling it out despite terrible players and offensive line and stuff. I do not think that takes away from who Trevor is. It's just, you know, it. I think that you can't really judge Trevor until he has a supporting cast like that. But again, I agree, you know, a lot of guys are able to succeed in situations like that. Mainly guys, you know, that their game kind of revolves around that athleticism and stuff. And I know you mentioned Justin Fields. That's another one is I feel like Justin is a perfect mirror to Trevor Lord's situation because really Justin isn't far from the spot he was at the beginning of this season or the end of last season. He still struggles mildly in terms of reading NFL defenses, right? Again, it's all situational. I think that the fact Justin wasn't the number one pick this highly touted uh, quarterback, greatest prospect ever. I think he's getting a bit more credit, even though Trevor as a quarterback is doing better than Justin. Trevor Lawrence, you have one more year for me, buddy. And if you fucking, if you're shit next year, you're a bust. And I'm even, even then, that's what I'm saying. But then again, the, the point is really just, I don't, I just do not think he's doing garbage by any means. I think he's done really, really good. And genuinely in his situation, I think I think he's done really, really good. And just a one year difference, the offense for the Jacks has not gotten that much better, but Trevor still looks massively improved. That's my main thing. I just don't I don't get if you think Trevor's a buzz, right? Right now, what do you think of Justin Fields? How, do you think he is a bust or could be a bust? In that Hell no, he's not a bust. Oh my God! You think Justin Fields is a bust? No, 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 no. But he's I, playing I, better. He's playing better than Trevor Lawrence right now, in my opinion. I, I, I think Justin Fields has had a better year than Trevor Lawrence. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's, it wasn't just I don't think he's a bust. It was a definitive Justin Fields is not a bust. He's he's great, right? But how is it not like that for Trevor Lawrence? Because yes. Justin's been Justin, a... Justin is in a way worse situation than than Trevor Lawrence is right now. Let's not say way worse at all, bro. No, Logan, trust me. I'm a Bears fan, buddy. I know this. Trevor Lawrence in in Jacksonville and compared to fucking uh, Justin Fields in Chicago is like the Garden of Eden. Justin Fields will fucking die in Jacksonville. Trust me, it is fucking toxic and horrendous. At least Trevor Lawrence has a head coach that is offensively minded. Justin Fields has a fucking defensive minded head coach who is shit, who is an absolute fucking moron, who has no fucking idea what the hell he's doing. The Jaguars O-line is way better compared to the Bears O-line. It is, the Bears O-line, in my opinion, is worse than the NFL. I'm, I'm saying it right now, we have the, our own linemen are blocking our own players. That, that's how bad they are. They're fucking absolutely horrendous. Justin Fields, even though he has a way worse situation, I think he has had a better year than Trevor Lawrence. But I do agree with, with, with what Logan said. He is not very good at reading the defense yet, and he does he does constantly overload the ball a lot, and I think he needs to work on that. I agree that Justin's in a worse situation right now than Trevor is, again, because of the coach, right? Because of the coordinators, right? Because and because I'd say that because of the organization is shit. Yes, O-line is worse in, in Chicago than it is in Jacksonville. But to say that it's wildly worse than Jack Trevor's, I don't agree with. Because I think that the differences are not that big. I think that the offensive line is still bottom tier in Jacksonville. The Bears probably is the worst in the NFL, so you're right about that. But it's not it's not a big difference for me. Coach and coordinator has a big a big effect on it. But, but then if, if that's how you feel about this year, right, that's my main thing is what has Justin done this year that is better than Trevor as a quarterback? Because to me, I feel like the campaign for Justin has been his rushing game. I'm not that, saying that he's a, yeah, is that a great it, rushing game for a quarterback. I it's been insane. It's been very, very good, right? But that does not necessarily mean that he's doing better as a quarterback than Trevor by any means. And I know he has to kind of lean back on that rushing game because his offensive line is absolutely terrible, okay? 
But again, you look at their passing stats. What Justin was doing statistically at the beginning of the season as a passer was historically terrible, historically very, very, very bad. And I feel like it's unfair that he has this historically terrible, terrible, terrible start to his season, right? Damn. Oh, okay. Like 10 terribles, bro. Behind, but he's on, he's in a terrible situation. It wasn't exactly. bad. He has somebody to throw to. Exactly. And, and at least, at least Trevor Lawrence has some weapons. weapons. This one has nothing. What? No, but we're talking, let's talk about this is Justin's second year, right? Yeah. The team is about the same as his rookie year. It's still garbage, right? Just worse, a- worse. In what manner? Other than maybe the receivers, obviously, right? We lost so. Allen Robinson. We yes. fired a fucking coach. We, we got a fucking shit offensive coordinator. Our fucking our, our, is, our owners are fucking are constantly trying to fucking fuck us over, and we're tanking on purpose. So he has two years on him. He's in a terrible situation. And if you compare this situation in the Bears this year to um, Trevor's first year, it's um it's very 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 close because Jags were bottom two offensive line in the league last year. They had Urban Meyer. They had an absolute just brain-dead human for a coordinator, right? Terrible <laughs> offensive schemes, no weapons. Marvin Jones was his number one guy. DJ Chark just didn't fucking exist, okay? So about the same thing. But Trevor, in his first year, struggled just as the same as Justin, except this year, Justin's passing stats, the struggle was astronomical. At best, it was just as bad as, as Trevor's, or Trevor's rookie year. But it really, it was, it, it's terrible. It's one of the best, worst we've ever seen. I don't think that matters because I know who Justin is as a quarterback. I know that he's struggling because of his situation. But Justin in his second year, struggling the same as Trevor in his first year, Justin gets all kinds of passes. There was almost nobody talking about him being a bust by any means, right? Because we know who he is. He's got talent. Yeah, he's in a terrible situation. But Trevor did not get that same pass by any means because he was the number one Because guy. Trevor, compared to Justin, Justin Fields, you've seen it this year, his, his own line just, just collapses and, just, and Justin Fields will go and make plays by himself and go and keep either help us win games or keep us in the game and, and go out and make a play. Trevor Lawrence isn't doing that for Jacksonville. That's but that's what I mean is he is. He is and he has. He's proven that multiple times this season. And even then, you are right. Justin has gone out and made plays and avoided tackles. And when his offensive line like Deshaun Watson did in Houston, which, which was my yes, point. But not even close to the consistency that any of those guys did. Justin, and you can you know this to be a fact, okay? Just because he's going out and making those plays, he's just as much, if not more, has gone out and turn, either turned over the ball or made a detrimental play or not completed a pass or just not, you know, made anything out of these bad plays, which shouldn't be expected. It shouldn't be expected for Justin to go and carry his team. Justin right? Fields compared – the Jaguars are, are actually trying oh to win games. The Bears are sabotaging Justin Fields on purpose because they're trying to tank. So there, there, there can't be a comparison between Lawrence and Fields is, because, because Fields it's... is being sabotaged by his own fucking team. I don't, I don't oh. think – all right. I don't think right. tanking is is something that we could definitive definitively say yeah, or or objectively say. Come on, is stop that, it! Enough of that shit. I, because I'm giving examples. You can't say that the Bears are purposefully tanking, and that's you know what I'm saying. Like you're, you can't, you can't. There's no. <laughs> 
There's yeah. no way. There's no way. You're up 10 points against the Texans in the fucking fourth yeah. quarter, and you're out here just fucking doing, throwing out shit plays for Justin Fields that you know are not going to work. I can see it myself you, when I'm watching no, this. You, can, no you can't just say, you can't just, say just because y'all losing that, that y'all. Quan, I've been saying this for two, for three weeks in a row now, and Quan has had oh no opinion God. on it, and all of a sudden he has a fucking opinion on it. I'm saying in regards to this argument, like you, I've never had to argue it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about the Bears, but I, I don't saying. think that you can just objectively say that, that they are tanking. That, that's, that's my whole thing. You, can't, this you, you cannot be a football fan and be a football mind like Logan and watch a full Bears game and tell me at, at the end of the fourth quarter that they are not purposely trying to lose the games. You must be on crack. That's what I'm saying is that's not even the main point of the argument. Is I'm saying that you're using that to like say that Justin Fields is doing better than Trevor, even though his team is purposefully sabotaging him. And I mean, there is close, the Bears are as close to purposefully sabotaging your team as it gets, even in that situation, right? But that's what I'm saying is you're talking as if Justin is going out and making plays and Trevor isn't. But the reality is that Justin is making plays at the same rate, if not less then he's turning over the ball, then he's making bad plays and bad decisions, which is to be expected of a young quarterback in a terrible situation. But Trevor's doing the same thing. We saw it. He's been doing it more. If we're being real and not rushing nearly at all, because Justin, has, he, he can break out and run for 30 yards, 20 yards. But as a quarterback, right, as a passer, Trevor is – is much he's been much much better than Justin this season and in terms of pulling his team out of bad spots and making plays Trevor has done it more consistently than Justin has and that is the truth in terms of being a passer you're talking about it like Justin is doing what Deshaun did and he's going out and he's making plays and pulling his team out of bad spots which he does but not at a crazy rate way more than he makes bad plays at all he, you know as a passer he has years to develop he has a lot to, of ways to go for Justin. And I think it's it's pretty night and day watching Trevor as a quarterback and Justin as a quarterback. Trevor is is a lot better right now as a passing quarterback than Justin. Because he's in a passing offense. The Bears are on a run first offense. The Bears the Bears barely even throw the ball. I have the stats right here. You want to see them? Yes, I'd love to see them. Yes. Complete okay, this, this is just passing. This is, I, I took the rushing out. Completions 273 for Lawrence, 156 for Justin Fields. Attempts. Yeah. 416 compared to, to, to Justin Fields, 253. A completion percentage, 65.6 for Lawrence. Justin Fields, 61.7. Yards, 2,834 passing yards. Justin Fields, 1,896 passing yards. Yards per attempt, 6.8. Justin Fields, 7.5. TD, 17 for Lawrence, 13 for Fields. Interception, 6. Justin Fields, 10. Sack 23 times. Justin Fields, 40. So there you go. So, the, so even just then with what you said, okay, obviously way less volume for Justin because you guys are a run first offense. Clearly. What works. Yes, it's what it's what works, and that's why, okay. But even then, even in way more volume and attempts for Trevor Lawrence, way more than Justin Field, he still had is five percent above in completion percentage, which isn't isn't like a crazy stat that is the mark of a quarterback at all. No, but 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 Talking about the volume, volume there, and who's, they are efficiently and stuff. Even with less volume, Justin is not really on that same level as Trevor at all. And again, you're not wrong by saying Justin's in a terrible position. They aren't a pass for first 
pass first offense, so he can't have the same production Trevor does. But you don't know why that is. Like, so you really all you can really assume is that Justin just isn't there as a passer. You can't really compare it because it's like you know they're not in the same situation. That's my main point is that you cannot say this guy is a great franchise quarterback because he's Mac Jones and he looked good his rookie year in a way better situation than Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor's not, even though he has a garbage fire of an offense, right? You just you you cannot say a guy's a bust. You've seen him in a successful surrounding and a good scheme, a good offense with players around him. And even in a bad situation, Trevor has looked good. The stats you just read off were good. They were consistent. I, that's what I'm saying. And not even going by stats. But the stats you just read off were good for Trevor Lawrence in the situation he's in. You're, you're saying Trevor Lawrence is, 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 is succeeding in a past first offense but better than Justin Fields, obviously. But just because it's succeeding more in a, in a run for silence compared to Trevor Lawrence. So the, the comparison is difficult between the two. Exactly. Yeah, it's difficult. That's what I'm saying. But that's that's what I mean, though. That's why it's such a complicated thing. Because Justin, in terms of success in all facets of the game, because of how great he's been in the rushing part of, of, of the game, right? Because of just that, even though he's not in pass first offense, he's not there as a passer. He doesn't have the stats that Trevor has as a passer, even though it's situational, right? Justin gets the, the right of way in, in the green light, and Justin is 100% not a bust, and he's a franchise guy. We don't even got to question it. But Trevor, even though you know he has looked good as a passer, right? He has not looked even close to as bad as Justin was as a passer. Even in the small sample, he only has four more had. touchdowns than Justin. Bro, okay, but look at the efficiency from the first five to six weeks from Justin Fields. You know that it was like terrible, terribly, terribly bad. And that was the volume they were giving him. That's when he was getting his chances and way more pass volume. The NFL is 18 weeks, it's not five to six weeks. So I, I don't understand. All right. Well, that's what I'm. Well, even then, then think about it. Look what Trevor's been doing all these weeks. He has looked good consistently throughout the season. Justin Fields will be a better quarterback at, at the end of their careers. Uh, I don't believe right that now. at all. I don't agree with that at all. Moving on, because Logan and I are yelling at each other for this entire show, uh, which uh, which which I do enjoy. I enjoy the I enjoy debates. Uh, but we've seen it from from the because we're talking about Deshaun Watson and, and and I want to bring this up because I don't, I don't want to talk about him for too long. Deshaun Watson a day twenty six of forty two two hundred seventy six yards one TD one interception lost twenty three thirteen to the Browns. Should we be concerned about this guy? Right? I I still think he's worse. Given the the argument the charges had as far as like time and shit like that, you can there is no way to say that this man is, like to that there is room for concern. Uh, with with this man coming back in his second week after having two seasons off, basically. If I'm being honest, I don't know if we can make a judgment on Deshaun Watson this season. I said the same thing Quan decided. That he was off for two years. I'll give him for the doubt. But this week, I was like, okay, this is his true, you know, game yeah. to see if, if if he's you know if he's back. And now we're seeing it here: 276 yards, one TD, one reception, 26 of 42 today, and they lost by 13. He definitely struggled, and it's huge, right, to miss those two years. It's a big, big thing, right? Playing uh, organized football in the NFL, right? Missing those two years—that's big. So he needs way more time before people start saying it was a mistake to trade for him, or that he's a, a garbage quarterback. He's not who he was because he's a Sean Watson. He's a great quarterback. I'm thinking about it is the same angle as I am about Russ because even though Russ didn't have those two years off, he had been in the same playbook for ten plus years, 
and he's coming to a new playbook. One that sucked, you know, as well, by the way. So they're bringing him back slow is a big thing. I think that they're obviously run first offense. They got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, dogs. They have a great, uh, a good offensive line, right? They have the team in place for Deshaun to ease his way into. They don't got to rush. They, they're not in contention for anything. They don't got to rush him into it, make him a pass first offense, get as many points as possible. I'm not too worried about it all, but I think that I, I think that when we see him full-time starter, getting the whole offseason, coming into it next season, I think we'll be good. The reason why they lost because they didn't rush at all this game. The, the rushing stats will fucking shock you. Uh, Nick Chubb, 14 carries for 34 yards. Deshaun Watson, 13, uh, 6 carries for 33 yards. Kareem Hunt, 4 carries for 6 yards. And then the, their fourth leading rusher, or I, I wouldn't even say leading, David Njoku, 1 carry for negative 2 wow. yards. That's how they lost because they, they, they didn't run the ball effectively enough. Me and Nico was looking last week, and we were saying, like, they they win a couple games and, like, a, a few other things fall in their way. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. they, they are still technically in contention. I don't think they – I don't think yeah. even still that they are, like, mathematically eliminated. They're not in contention for a Super Bowl. Right? I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I stand that. Playoffs. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, there is a, a an end for them to uh, – get into the playoffs last four games they got is ravens saints commanders and steelers oh i just don't think with their division that it's really an option right now five and eight that's going to be hard to to turn that around but in general i really think that this browns team is going to be something serious the next season coming forward because giving deshaun a whole off season and, and, and a whole season to get going i think with the talent they got dude, they're going to be something else they're 100 percent going to be super bowl contenders this next season they're, they got too much skill and too much talent. Thomas Brady, of course. Uh, the reports came out from uh, this week saying Tom Brady is considering all options going into free agency this offseason per Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissaro. Brady could play another NFL season next year. I think it's sad what's happening to him in Tampa Bay right now. I think that um, I think that he's still 100%, you know, Tom Brady. So I, I think he's still he's still, you know, capable of being a Super Bowl winning quarterback, just like he was when he won it with the Bucks. You know, if there is uh, another Super Bowl win for Tom Brady, do you think is that Tom Brady is going to look like Tom Brady, or do you think that Tom Brady is going to look like Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl? I, I think it'll be Tom Brady, honestly, because I. I think it feels like people are so leaning on on and, and waiting for that year where Tom Brady just kind of falls off that cliff, right? That uh, as soon as there's even a show of it, it's like it was a big thing. His last year in New England, he was still himself. He still was having a good season, right? He wasn't some crazy fall off like people were talking about. Lost to the Titans and everybody, you know, lost their minds and freaked out. But, you know, the reality is he's still Tom Brady, you know. And again, it's all situational. He wasn't in the best situation offensively. But as soon as that happened, you know, it was, oh, he's falling off the cliff. He's done. Bucks getting him is a bad, you know, it, it's it's not going to be some huge thing and stuff. But, you know, he proves them wrong. He's consistently been proving people wrong. And, you know, I think it's we're kind of leading to that again because I think people are kind of expecting him to wind down and not be who he was. But I think it's 100 percent he's the same guy because his dominance comes mentally. And that doesn't go away with stage. So it don't really matter. He's not, you know, he's not falling off. But. I think just what he got to lean on, which which is unfair to me as a as a non-Tom Brady fan is that he's in the worst division in football. Yeah. So that his playoff ticket is, is basically punched. And I heard somebody say, which division is always the worst division? And it's always the one that Tom Brady is in. Because when he was in uh, the AFC, yeah. that, that division sucked. Now that he's in the NFC, the NFC South is awful. I mean, the, the Bucks are at 500 and they, they're the division leader. 
Thomas, I'm so over this shit. Go home, like, and enjoy yourself. Like, how many times are you going to do this? It's fucking exhausting. You've done everything there is to accomplish in this league. You have seven Super Bowl rings. You have lost your wife this year, and, and she went and banged Antonio Brown, oh supposedly. Like, get over this already. You've lost your wife. Your children are gone. You have nothing else to live for. You are oh a super quarterback. You are arguably the best quarterback of all time. This year has been shit for you. You're 45 years old already. I don't want to see you again next year on the fucking 49ers or somebody else's team. Go home. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy a fucking nice mimosa. Go get, get a massage. I, I, I like Deshaun Watson, though. And go on and enjoy yourself. Like, please. And hey, Tom, something. if you're listening, if you, if you do consider the 49ers, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we wouldn't mind having you. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll, I'll take back some of the things that I've said about you, not all of them. I guarantee you this report only came out because Jimmy G got hurt and because the 49ers possibly could have an open quarterback spot next season. Get over yourself, Thomas. Go home, retire, you're done. You, you've accomplished everything there is to accomplish in this league. You've retired once, it lasted about three days. You came back and said, okay, I'm gonna play again. And you see what happened this year. Obviously, this, this, this was not the same year as it has been in the past with the Buccaneers or has been in the past uh, in his career. Get over it already. You're 45 years old. Do you really wanna go through this entire process again to go and try to go win another Super Bowl? Get over yourself. Get over it. I understand that you you know this guy is literally a fucking he's a he's a robot. Football is, is his life. But fuck, go play go play cards or go fucking go paint or some shit. I don't. I, I'm he's gonna be fucking exhausting. Go he home. He's gonna Thomas. be go home. That the fact that he you know might be looking for a new team. I think that they might end up teaming up somewhere. Not sure uh, where, but you know maybe DC. So what what I've what I've been hearing you said maybe DC. Yeah. That. That's not happening, brother. Let me let me not even let you. You know, I bet you did. Robert gonna get Jay Z. his head coach and get rid of his, his main man Taylor Heineke just for Thomas yeah. Brady. And let Tom me Brady. let me step on that. Let me step on that before you get that rolling. I don't, I don't want you to leave this this episode with with false hope. Um, I got the hopes there, so you know. Really <laughs> but I I think as far as Sean Payton, I'm not looking at teams that failed this year or like that are bad this year. I'm looking at teams that like underachieved so as far as Sean Payton maybe the Broncos kind of did both I, they they failed and underachieved so I think the Broncos for Sean Payton I can see that I can see LA the Chargers I don't know if if Sean Payton's personality blends well with uh Kyler Murray Kingsbury's gonna get mm-hmm. sacked I guarantee it this guy yeah, yeah Kingsbury's out of there um uh, yeah, there's yeah. No re- I, 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 but I don't think that that's that's a Sean Payton type of uh environment I think the Broncos the Chargers possibly uh the Raiders I think he's a different kind of quarterback whisperer like I don't think he's a mobile quarterback whisperer I think he's like a a white quarterback whisperer is what he is (laughs) basically basically you said it I did Thomas and him would probably just make out every fucking day and and make out (laughs) they would love to be with each other (laughs) some news came out this week that is very interesting now we we don't know if this is true or not some guy named Albert Campbell reported this on Instagram or on Twitter I believe uh, and we have it here. So the news broke that said, apparently JSU is on the hot seat for misuse of football funds. Individuals were accused of stealing money from the football program by moving into general funds slash scholarships. JSU put in Dion's contract that after 30K ticket sales were made, he would receive a, a percentage of the sales. That didn't yep. happen the whole time he was there. The ticket sales went missing. Dion, the football team, nor the staff saw any of, the, of that money. 
There was a lucrative TV deal that was in place that Dion wanted, but the university did not. Dion went, went with his own money to build a new locker room and tennis course, and he also used his own money to feed the players. When JSU went to the Celebration Bowl last year, the school didn't give any of the money back to the, to the athletic program. Dion used a lot of his personal money to fund numerous things around the campus. The university did not help at all. The president wanted his own name in the headlines just as much as Dion's was. At the last minute, an offer was made of $1 million for Dion to stay, but he had to pay his, his, his staff out of that, out of his own pocket, and there was no new offer made after the first year of his success. So they, they offered him a contract of $1 million to, to stay at Duckman State, but they said that, that, he, that he had to pay his own staff out of that salary. That's, that's fucking crazy. That, that, that's true. That's fucked up. Yeah, that is insane. You want a high profile name. You want a Deion Sanders to coach your team, but you don't necessarily, you don't have the resources to to keep him around. You don't have the resources to even like get him there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like realistically, he had, he had to want to come there. That's unfortunate. I, I had no idea about this, uh, this story. I almost feel like if, if that's true, I almost feel like that was probably like what they was expecting. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, you Dion, you got it. You know what I'm saying? That, that type of shit. And that, that, that can't fly in the, um, in, in coaching. I mean, like, that's how we speak. You know what I'm saying? The black community. Oh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we, most of the time it's probably sarcastic. You know what I'm saying? Like saying like, you, you got the, you got it. Like I, I shouldn't have to worry about it and shit like that. But you shouldn't expect like a, a coach to to pay the tab just because you know what I'm saying he he is who he is like you know what I'm saying it's still a job he's still providing a service to to you and and he should be compensated for that. What if it wasn't you know, What if it was just an up and coming young coach who came to Jackson State got all you know a five star recruit one of the best if not the best in his class undefeated seasons back to back to back right just going crazy making your program that otherwise would not have been noticed notice put on the map for years to come after Dion's gone it's it's gonna it's gonna have some good good players playing there and they're still gonna have success but this guy basically takes care of you and, and earns you all unquestionable amounts of money from those seasons I will I'm willing to bet well over what the school has ever ever made just crazy numbers right in terms of the revenue they're getting and um, if it was somebody else some other just an up-and-coming coach how can you expect him to be paying for that kind of stuff and the fathership role that Dion was taking on for these kids, that's amplified hearing that he's taking care of them. And that's what I'm saying. He's given yeah. something to these kids that they would have otherwise never got. A lot of these guys don't have that kind of relationship with their father and stuff. So like, uh, it's, it's him, really yeah. good to see him go to Colorado. So I, yeah. that's that's terrible. And there should 100% be repercussions for this school. And yeah, he should like, really be reimbursed, get money back. They were, and, I, and you know what? I don't even think like this is like my argument against like the people that say that that he ain't swag or you know what I'm saying he like he didn't have to go there. You know what I'm saying? Like like he he didn't have to go there, and y'all were in over your head for hiring him in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and then and then y'all get all the benefits from y'all get y'all y'all get money that y'all had never seen before. I I can get. I don't know anything about the the amount of you know what I'm saying money that they received the the amount of revenue that they received, but I can guarantee you that it's more than they had any any year prior. You get all the money in the world. You get you get more money than you had ever seen before, and then for you to like 
withhold anything or or not you know what i'm saying he should be the benefactor and i know because like I, i'm just putting myself there like i know that that they feel like they're not wrong if this is true that they feel like they're not wrong because dion is who he is he got sneakers he got you know what i'm saying he's yeah. a hall of fame he one of the greatest to ever play you know like it they just feel like they they are in the right because of you know because of who he is his stature that's fucked up the deal that they got Dion saying the guy is 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 a legend and he it's basically saying to jackson state hey i'm gonna come coach for you guys for a couple years i'm gonna give you wins i'm gonna make you all kinds of money i'm gonna take care of the kids that you've got going to school i'm gonna make them these 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 kids you know young men and i'm gonna take care of your program earn you all kinds of money and in return you know i get noticed and i move up and, and, you know, I move up a couple levels and I, I go coach somewhere else and I make my way, you know, to, to make more money and, and possibly go in the NFL. Right. And that's what should have been expected. Like you're saying, you know, it's, it's they're over their heads signing him in the first place. No business, no business, a guy that big that's going to get that type of national attention being at that at that spot. Right. But he did a good job and, and it, it changed lives. So, I mean, in the, from the beginning, he was not wrong for going and accepting that Colorado uh, job at all. Right. He did good where he was. He, he laid good and, and he took care of the people that, that he was there for, right? And he's on his way and he's going to continue to do that at another spot. And that's just life, right? He's moving up. But now knowing that he's being, if it's true, you know, scammed this entire time, that's disgusting. It's slithery as fuck to consistently for those three years is there saying withhold that bonus money, 30000 If he hits 30000 in in revenue or some shit like that and ticket sales, you know, he gets that bonus. It, and they kept saying, oh, it's 28000 this year, it's 29000 Bull fucking shit. I, there's no world where any of those Jackson State games did not sell out because everybody wants to go watch that team. They're insane with Dion there. So that's, it's very obviously a scam. And, and for them to do that to a guy who has basically financially resurrected and saved them the last three years is disgusting it brings us to our second sponsor of the week bet us now bet us is the best legals online sports book they allow you to bet on it all nfl nba nhl soccer golf mma horse racing and nascar both men and women's ba college basketball college football and even the canadian football league they have their own sports book. They have their own race book. And even if you don't want to bet on sports and you just want to gamble with your money, they also have an online casino. Now, they also have the fastest payouts and get you your money in less than three to five days. They have a fast and easy deposit and withdrawal process, 24-7 personalized services, live wagering on all major games. And to top it off, if you use promo code THEGQUAD, you can get 125% off on a sign-up bonus when, when you click on the link in the description and sign up today at BetUS. So um, last week, Quan was bringing up, or the past couple, uh, the past, I think it might have been two weeks, Quan has been talking about LeBron's uh, passing Matthew Johnson and assists. I did some research myself, and uh, this uh, LeBron being top five in assists thing is a little overrated because I, I, I discovered something that uh, was very interesting. It took LeBron seven more seasons to get into top five all-time assistant than it, than it took Magic Johnson, and LeBron has 1,337 more turnovers than, uh, than Magic Johnson does. Also take into account that he has 599 more turnovers than John Stockton does, who is all-time in assists at 15,806. 
That's the silliest argument I've ever heard. Oh, because, silly. because Magic Johnson is a point guard. Okay. Like, like his job is to facilitate the ball, especially in those times. A, a point guard was a, the person that brought the ball up court and passed the ball most of the time. Magic didn't average like high points per game for his career or for like any individual season, from to my knowledge. So well, it took know, him it, seven more years to do it than Magic did. Because LeBron is the guy who they not look to two, score. Not three, seven. Because LeBron is the guy that they look to to score. That that's Magic Johnson's game was passing the the flashy passes, the no looks, and all of that shit. That was that was what his game was based upon. LeBron being in the top five in assists and also being top two in scoring is is fucking insane. I don't care what you say because nobody else is able to do that. Nobody else has been able to do that. So I don't even understand why we are having this conversation. That was that was a, you was bored and and just I say that you were bored. Yeah, I just say that you was bored. You was looking. You was reaching. You know, what I'm saying you should stretch before you reach because that was that was the, the that was the it's biggest. Not a reach. It's not a reach. It was, it, over, it, it, it was overrated. It was overrated. How was it, it overrated? Seven that? Warriors that took not not two, not three. He not still four. did it. It don't it don't seven matter who. Seasons. Okay, seven. LeBron has been looked at as the guy to score most of the points. You know, what I'm saying he. he and and he has done that, and he has got himself to being second all time, and also got himself into that being fifth all time in in assists. So how is that first and Fifth is not first, so uh, I, I don't know why you even bringing that up. There's no point even. If, Magic if, came if first. He some, if, if he passed the, the, some, the, the, if he passed some, random was at five, like some random guy was at five. People, the guy that you brought up, it's a big deal. Get the fuck out of here. The man that you brought up is not first either in innocence. So that's, exactly, that's, that's exactly. Who's my point? Exactly. No, it doesn't. It, Nico, I don't know. I don't even. I don't know what we're arguing. I, LeBron is like LeBron being top five or top ten in in points, rebounds, and assists is is an insane stat. I don't care what you say, and I don't care how many seasons it took him. That that just means that he's played consistently. I'm not talking about um, points. I'm talking about assists only. Magic did okay, it in the time frame, and he had AIDS. Because Magic passed more, and he had AIDS. Magic passed more than LeBron. <laughs> he did. He did. He took he took okay, a so and he had AIDS. But no, okay, fuck all that. What I'm saying is Magic. Magic's primary skill was passing the basketball. Do you not think that LeBron's primary skill is passing the basketball? I think that that's what he looks to do first. I don't know. If exactly. Thank you very much. So you just completely not... ruined your entire argument about him being a scorer first. I want him to be a scorer. He's a he's a bad player. Good stuff. I think that. Okay. LeBron... Okay. But, but what I'm okay. My argument ab about the. My one argument does not go without the other. It is and what and what I'm saying. Him being top five in points and assists is amazing. That's what I'm saying. I think that LeBron I'm has. About, had... I'm not talking about points. Talking about passing only. Okay, but that's my argument. My argument is him being top five in, in points and assists. Okay. Points and assists and rebound. But it took him longer to do it than Magic Johnson. Okay, did. but that's that. All right, man. Magic, magic. No, that that was that was a a very very silly argument. You should put send in the clown. You should you should go ahead put your red nose on because that was some clown shit that you brought. It was not clown because you were hyping up this guy's being top five for fucking two weeks already. Like fuck. Okay, top five in points and assists. Took him seven more years to do the magic. The But did he do it? Yes, but it took him a while. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so what what are we arguing? Time, the time yes. that it took him. He also averages twenty-seven points a game for his career. Magic averaged nineteen point five. I'm looking. I'm looking at it now. Oh, he passed the great Magic Johnson and and an all-time assist. But it Magic. He did. Why does the time frame? Why is the time frame what you are? I, I, I think it's a lot more impressive to do it in seven less years than it took LeBron to do it. 
But what about with the points? You you not okay? So you it's you, not all you time points and assists, Quan. It's all time assists is what we're talking about. Why, why okay, but 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 my argument is not him just being that in assists. You have never heard me just bring up his assists. You have always heard my argument be LeBron being top ten and and points, rebounds, and assists, and nobody else doing that. No matter how much time it's been, nobody else has done that. Niggas have played twenty years plus. Nobody else has done that. That's my argument. Nobody else is is top about, ten in points, rebounds, and assists. Where, where the fuck Magic is on this goddamn list? Because I'm not seeing him anymore on this fucking list. No way he's not. He's he's right lower than fucking seventy. Are you fucking kidding me? I gotta I gotta. Is, is it under? It might be under Irvin Johnson. Excuse me. Hold on. I gotta find this fucking guy. Let's see. Kareem, LeBron, Karl Malone, Michael Jordan, Wilt. Where the fuck is Magic at? What is this bullshit? Oh, where this is Magic? Where the fuck is Magic at? Scoring was not his top priority. That's what I'm saying. Let me put in Magic. Oh he scored seventeen thousand points for his career. 86 oh my that's 86 exactly mm. and that, that's what i'm yeah so you're not you're not helping your case brother well if we look at assists which was his main priority he did he got to the top five of it his he main priority he did a lot faster than LeBron did. just saying <laughs> okay man that, that was a, that was a terrible terrible point that you brought so, so do, do you think that, that, that lebron is, is, is a better passer than magic yes or no I think LeBron right now, still to this day, is the best passer in basketball. All time. I don't know if you think he's better than Magic. No, no, not better. But I don't, I don't think he's like. I don't think you can say that he's significantly worse. I'm asking one to facilitate my offense. It's 100% Magic Johnson. Thank you. But that doesn't take away from LeBron being a historically amazing passer and facilitator. I think that it is like purely an argument about passing. I think that how huge of a threat LeBron is as a scorer makes it much, much easier for him to be a passer. In terms of a pure passer, I take Magic. I take a guy like uh, John Stockton, Steve Nash, guys like that over LeBron as a facilitator. I think that they're better passers than LeBron is, even though LeBron's an amazing passer. Because I think a lot of his assists and, you know, his um, success as a passer is because of how great he is at scoring and how much of a threat that makes him and opens up lanes for his teammates to score. I'm sorry to be kicking your ass so much in these arguments, Nico. What, what you said was irrelevant to what, what, to what I was How saying. That, what you said was irrelevant. You brought up a, a, a super duper relevant point <laughs> just because it I, took you time. About Only you're fucking bringing up points and assists. No, because that has been my argument the whole entire time. My my very first episode, what did I bring if up? I, I said LeBron is top it, 10 in points, rebounds, and assists. I've never, I've never only brought up I've never only brought up one. I've never only brought up one. If you're bringing up the, if if you're only bringing up the assist, I've never only brought up one. The score is thirty-five to zero. By the way, I guarantee you. If I go back last week and find the footage, you only brought up the assist. Top five in assists because we talked about top five in assists last week. Because he passed them, but my argument, my my argument for LeBron more seasons though. My argument for LeBron being the greatest has always been about the points, the rebounds, and assists for him to for him to to be able to do every facet of the game. He played longer than Magic. He did it. He did it in a longer time than Magic. Than, than took Magic did. I'm just saying. It's, it's the Magic same thing. Also it's, got, it's the same thing Magic for baseball. Also got half of the amount, Magic also got half of the amount of points that LeBron got, and LeBron is still playing. I under I'm not saying that fucking love that Magic is a better score than LeBron. I'm talking about assists only. It took him a longer time to do it than it took Magic Johnson to do. I'm just saying. You that, think that LeBron is, a, is a, a better all around player than Michael Jordan? What? Like, can I'm talking to Quan? My fault. Oh, yes, yes, I, do. yes, I know I do. you're. Let saying. me let me go ahead and save you your breath, brother. Yes, I do. Okay. Wow. Do you think that he could do more on the court than Michael could? Yes. Wow. Okay. What do you think that 
LeBron can do that Michael couldn't. Uh, facilitate. Mostly passing because Jordan was a great passer. Do, do you think? Okay, yeah, that's all I was gonna say. Is Three do you think Jordan can pass? Like, was not uh, just as like good as a passer as LeBron was. He was not just as good of a passer as LeBron. I disagree. Yeah, I think he okay. was. Do you think that wasn't like a strong point? Go on YouTube and look up Michael Jordan, the puppeteer. And you, it's, oh my gosh, his passing was a So you're telling me to go look up a video that is catered around a highlight? He, of course. He averaged like 10 assists a game in his only season as a point guard. So, I mean, it is also, you know, I think a lot, a lot of it had to do with just his opportunities as a passer. LeBron has never been a point guard, though. He's never been a guard. LeBron, LeBron's been a point guard. Well, he he started the season. Um, LeBron plays in, in a in a time in the NBA where positions may may mean nothing. He plays point guard. But I'm saying, but he's been he's been a forward, like forward, forward that facilitates the entire offense. That's basically just your point guard. Exactly. Okay. And, okay. Great point. Okay. So I mean, when Kyrie was there, uh, when he had Chalmers, stop uh, bringing up Mario Chalmers. That's. <laughs> You think Cohen was facilitating the audience for the Heat? They get the fuck. He out. was the point guard. I'm saying he was the he was the one that was bringing the ball up. But he, he went because he went he went playing no off ball. He wasn't playing off ball. Enough with the Mario Chalmers stuff. That's ridiculous. That's okay. Mario Chalmers was 100 percent playing off ball with LeBron James. I'd say Mario dropped the ball much more than LeBron. He, he, Mario right, dropped the ball at the court and passes to LeBron James. That's what he fucking did. Exactly. And LeBron facilitates and, and runs the plays through the offense. So wouldn't that make LeBron the point guard for the offense if you're being genuine about the game? Okay. Exactly. Defeated. Your argument he, was you over say, when you brought up Mario Chalmers. Just stop. You can say you can say that he was like the de facto point guard, but the fact <laughs> is Michael Jordan was the actual was an actual guard. All right, like y'all, y'all saying it as if Jordan was was a puppeteer. Look it up, Jordan the puppeteer. Look it up on YouTube for for those that don't believe me. Okay, well, I don't understand in any universe where you can say that Michael Jordan was a better passer than or or as good of a. I just think that the only reason Jordan wasn't as notorious for you know being a facilitator and his assists as LeBron is is because he didn't get you know he was so good as a scorer right. that he didn't have the same opportunity as a facilitator because it, when he got that opportunity, you know, he showed out. And, and average 10 assists a game. So I don't know. But LeBron is like an amazingly legendary facilitator. So it doesn't really matter. I feel like that's the main point that people have towards LeBron being way more all around than Jordan. But Jordan was like, when he facilitated, he was Michael Jordan. Just as good. Michael Jordan made Michael Jordan better. I think LeBron made his teammates better. My, uh, LeBron okay, made buddy. I don't know about that because you know Jordan to make his teammates. You're better. going six for six on on finals. I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like say say again, Logan, <laughs> with, with the six for six. I yes, I I'm saying going. There's no way you're the main player on your team that goes six for six in the finals, right? And you're not making your teammates better. And then the shit with Steve Kerr and and Paxton and you know learning how you said what Scotty like he he wasn't he wasn't going to the finals without. Scotty Pippen. Scotty oh, Pippen. That's I don't believe that at all. I I don't believe that. I believe it, I believe Scotty was a. An, you an, cannot an, believe it, but it, it it happened, brother. You can you can go back and look. Every time Michael Jordan was in the finals, who else was who was next to him? LeBron played with more All Star players than Michael Jordan ever did, and that's a fact. And that, yeah, and, and look at that, buddy. You know, the only finals LeBron has actually won, he's had at least another superstar with him. Y'all are making my point because, okay, with uh, another superstar. So when he went to Cleveland, 
Kyrie was a superstar, correct? Kyrie, oh, they, they went to the lottery. They went to the lottery. They went to the lottery every year uh, without LeBron, correct? Mm -hmm. And then LeBron went there and, and took them to like four straight trips to the final. Come on, pause right there. LeBron's a superstar. Kyrie Irving is not. I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. At his time, he was top three in his position. I'd say what he was – and he – a lot of people argued one, number one, so I don't know. I feel like that's Kyrie number one. Nobody know. ever argued Kyrie being the number one point guard. Nobody ever argued that. And I love me some Kyrie. You not no, nobody ever argued that. You are in tripping. his prime. You didn't think so at all. No, Hell no, Hell. no. Nobody ever thought that that Kyrie was top three in his position. Kyrie has zero MVP votes. Never top three. For at point guard, Kyrie has zero MVP votes. But what does that have to do with him skill wise being top three in his position? I agree with Logan. Kyrie has been a top three guard in the NBA. Top one, I'm I'm saying never, never, never in the league. Okay, who was he over and in, in in his time of being top three? What point guards were were he over? Okay, where who was he over? You said Kyrie's prime has to be his years with LeBron. Yes, I would argue that he's still in his prime. I disagree. I just don't think this is as good as his final years. We can't judge Kyrie um, right now because he doesn't play at all. Okay, so who were the top? That's what I'm trying to see. Is who, who's the top guys that year? Curry. Yeah. Curry and Kyrie were, were 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 two. Well, if we're doing top three, we have to put one more guard in there. Lillard's coming into his own. Yeah, I'm saying Damian Lillard. I, I think Lillard is better than Kyrie. Russell Westbrook at that time. Oh, oh him too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But do you think? What? I feel like. Right, right, go, like well, yeah. Then he what? Go ahead, then go ahead. even even then, yeah, I think so. I think I think I I think Curry is kind of a decided, you know, at that time because of what he was doing and stuff better than Kyrie, right? But I don't think Lillard or Russ. I think that you could one hundred percent make the case that Kyrie was over Russell. I, I have to agree oh, I, to disagree. I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that, Logan. I agree with that, Logan. I mean, I, he was, you know, he's winning. He beat. Curry, so it's but but even then it's you know it's definitively top three and 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 depending what the year is being top three your position could one hundred percent be considered a superstar this time. James Harden. Oh, that's true. Harden was playing point at well, the and, time well, of uh, Curry. Two thousand sixteen, he was a two. Yeah, we can't really include it. We can't really include Harden in that. But I'm saying each year in Kyrie's prime, for from I'm saying his prime was from when LeBron got there to when LeBron left. I, I think Kyrie was. And if, if we're doing top three, I, I think Kyrie was was a third. Chris Paul. In each of those years, I, I think Kyrie was better than Chris Paul. But no, during that time, though, come on, during that time, from when LeBron got okay. LeBron left, I think Kyrie was better than him. Yes. 2015, 2016, All NBA was Russ, Chris Paul, and Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Was, Kyle Lowry. 2016 yeah. was Kyrie Russ. Was Kyle Lowry. Russ, Wait, Isaiah, Russ, Isaiah, and oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Point guards, point guards, point guards. My fault, my fault, my fault. It was Steph, Dame, and Clay, 2015-2016. And Russ was, uh, you know how they how they vote with just okay, guards. So, um, yeah, go top five would just be, it would be Curry, Russ. If you're saying Harden as a one, then I guess James. But I feel like he was a two for most of those years. He was a two the year he won MVP. Are we doing Lillard over Kyrie? Yeah. As a point guard, yeah, yeah man. I'm saying, I'm saying Lillard over Kyrie, too. Um, we, I can't put Kyrie in my top three each of those years. I, it, it would go Curry, Russ, Lillard, and then it, it would go. Uh, it, it's switching it between Curry, Russ, Lillard, uh, to, and then Curry, Lillard, Russ, and in, in, in each of those years. If we're doing, top that, like, three. I say Kyrie over Lillard in both those years. Wow. 2018, 2019, Kimball Walker made the All NBA team. So I mean, mm. okay, that's ridiculous. Kyrie was there. Kyrie was there, but uh, under Steph, I and. 
this was without LeBron. Either way, the that. original argument is. I forgot, I forgot about Isaiah Thomas too in those years as well. Was I? He was something else. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if anybody was was arguing Kyrie being top three at at that time. But anyway, I mean, um, we. I mean, we just kind of broke it down. I mean, it's five. definitely top five. I feel like it's top five, maybe. Okay, well then, if it's top, if it's maybe top five, who else? Who are the five people that be over? No, I'm. I'm just saying, Curry, like nobody was Bucks, arguing Taylor. him being top top but three. I feel like that's one hundred. Like we kind of just like the only real argument is. Did you hear me mention Kyrie? Kyrie. Okay, you didn't. I'm saying that in that year. This right. is all NBA. This this is where where they are the the top three of their. Did you, okay, but you didn't list. Okay, all right. I think Kyrie was better than Kemba though. And that year, that year, Kyrie made second team. Kemba made third team. Okay, I agree. Right, but, but, I, but I feel like all NBA isn't necessarily the deciding factor whether a player is better than another player. There's but been I'm saying that years. as far as them arguing, argue like maybe, maybe, arguing. Okay, but that, is, that's that's the NBA. Those are the voters in the NBA. And then that's arguing exactly. But you know, arguing doesn't get a guy on the All NBA. My argument was that LeBron made his teammates better. Is 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 what I was saying because LeBron, like I said about the Kyrie situation, they they was in the lottery every year without LeBron, and then they made it to the finals four straight times. Scottie Pippen got there. They they won their six. You know what I'm saying? They they got their six rings together. They didn't they didn't get them apart. You know what I'm saying? LeBron leave Cleveland, and they suck for a couple years again. LeBron leave Miami. And they suck for for a couple years again. But you can't compare the leaving and going because Jordan never left the Bulls. He, he may have retired, but but he didn't go to a different team. He did go to a different team. He went to the Wizards. After, but, when, um, after it was all said and done, though. Is that after it was all said and done, or was he still but, playing? Yes, he was no, four years. He was nobody's arguing the Wizards. Come on. Nobody's arguing that LeBron didn't make his teammates better because obviously that's like the biggest facet of his game is how much, you know, he improved on his teammates. But it's kind of insane to say that Jordan didn't do the same because he 100 percent. There's no way. Again, there's no way. Even with Scottie Pippen being on your team, you win six finals, six for six without making your teammates better. If you're the leader of the team. okay. and and then and then but even thinking about like this, there's 100 percent. Even if not offensively, which he did offensively, it's, you know, it's it's right there that Jordan very obviously inspired and improved on his teammates' play offensively. Defensively, Jordan is the exact same thing that LeBron was offensively in terms of making his team better. His, you know, his ability, skill, and teamwork and IQ on defense is the exact same thing as LeBron's was on defense or on offense. He made them a better defensive team. I think he made them a better offensive team. I think he did the same thing that LeBron did. Uh, that brings us to our to our sponsor, SeatGeek. Uh, for those that don't know what SeatGeek is, SeatGeek is an app that helps you buy and sell tickets in the most helpful way. On your phone, download the app, you sign in, it automatically shows you available events in your area. So whether it's a sports game, it's a concert, it's a comedy show, it doesn't matter, they have it all. So the best thing about it is it will show you the best deals for you, green being a good deal, yellow being an okay deal, and then red being a bad deal. It also will rate the deal from one through 10, to give you the best deal possible. SeatGeek also allows you to uh, sell your tickets as well. So if you buy a ticket and you end up not being able to go to the event, you, you can sell the ticket on the app. Promo code GQUAD for $20 off your first purchase. So thank you for SeatGeek for sponsoring us. Yeah, let's move on to the DC news. All right, number one, here we go. Black Adam is projected to lose 50 to $100 million in its theatrical run, making it a box office flop for Warner Brothers. Uh, and a Black Adam sequel is now unlikely to happen. Oof. Wow. This, is, this is tough right now. When James Gunn was hired, 
James Gunn and I don't I can't remember the other guy's name Pete something or um, Peter Saffron or some shit like that. When they were hired, I think that like people, including me, like I was just expecting them to just write the ship. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Hey, but I I didn't consider like all the the dust that had to be settled. And I feel like this is just part. You know what I'm saying? All the shit that that happened before them, everything that has happened has is is before them. You know what I'm saying? Everything that that has come out is is prior to them them coming along so me personally i didn't consider i never considered the fact that they had to you know had to clear out the debris and all of that it's gonna be some some tough decisions to be made you know what i'm saying it's gonna be some some tough decisions for sure and i mean i feel like them like basically accent everything as we know it is is gonna probably be a part of it it's supposed to be some kind of uh showcase where james gunn like announces the 10-year plan for DC, and I think that he's having to make these kind of decisions before that that takes place. Let's give a quick purpose. Apparently, there was some meeting at DC, and it got leaked. the The, the info about it got leaked, and and it uh, became an article in the Hollywood in or the Hollywood Reporter reported all of this based on what the meeting was that leaked from DC. So th this is who, who we're getting all this information from. Next one, uh, Wonder Woman three is now canceled after Patty Jenkins recently submitted. Her treatment and ran new DC heads James Gunn and Peter Safran told her that the project did not fit with their unfolding plans. Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman 3 pitch involved Diana Prince placing Steve Trevor into the Lazarus pit where the League of Assassins would use his enhanced strength to go to war against the Mascara. The film would end with Diana leaving him in the care of Task Force X. Very unfortunate uh, with that because I would have liked to to see what she could do. Like I, I feel like Wonder Woman uh, movies have been like the the story of like a, you know a, a great freshman year, a sophomore slump, and then let's see what they what happens in that third year. You know what I'm saying? And and it appears that we never gonna get the chance to see what happens in that in that third year. Wonder Woman eighty four was. Yeah, that that movie wasn't great. It wasn't wasn't good. Too all over the place. French. Yeah, I, I would agree. And like when when she was in, was it a bank or something? And and she was like, okay, everybody be still or some shit like that. And she yeah. like, what the fuck? What the hell? Was that? Uh, I don't know. I, I would have loved to see where she like turned it around because uh, I I do feel like it it wasn't no way to go but up from from that movie. I wonder if. Gal Gadot finance is gonna be in uh in the Wonder Woman movie for or are they just you know done with? I seen one one rumor on Twitter that they're gonna just blow it up and recast the role altogether. I wonder Gal who they will recast. There are two people that I don't want to be recast under any circumstance in in the um DCU. That's Henry Cavill and mm -hmm. Margot Robbie. Not even Robert Pattinson as Batman. Uh, in the DCU though, because that that's oh, not okay, DCU. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess Margot Robbie is technically in the DCU. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah those, those are can. So uh, yeah, Margot Robbie was born to be Harley Quinn. Though. She can recast me any day she wants. That that didn't even sound sexual. It just sounded weird. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> before we move on to that one, I, I want to get some thoughts on Wonder Woman. How many fucking Steve Trevor angles are we gonna do? He's dead. Get the fuck over already. There are plenty of other men out there that, that that you can go out and 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 be you know love stories by Diana. How many? How much more see see Trevor are we gonna get? Like this guy's fucking annoying already. The the whole uh thing in 1984 with him coming back, I thought okay that, that was a good fan service thing. I'm over this guy right now. That's why this movie probably got canceled because the fucking if, if the whole storyline is centered around Diana trying to resurrect Steve Trevor, it just look, makes her look desperate and weak and makes her look dumb. Next one, DC is looking to end the Aquaman franchise with Jason Momoa and recast him as 
Lobo, Aquaman 2, could be Jason Momoa's swan song. And also, one more thing to add on to that. Um, they said that all of Amber Heard's scenes would be trimmed down according to a, uh, a cut that was released and shown to, uh, shown to the public or a, a, a said group of people. Uh, that is not the case and all of her scenes are in there as it stands and none of her scenes were cut at all, apparently. I really like Momoa as Aquaman. I think it's obviously, I think everybody kind of is a really good like fit, I guess, for you know who he's supposed to be. So it's going to be hard to... It, not only like hard to see him kind of go and have to, you know, I feel like he fits the role so well, but like have him kind of slipping into a, a different role is going to be a little bit weird. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like consent, the whole consensus is just straight up. It needs to be a complete restart and reboot because that's just the best way to do it. I feel like get your guys, whoever's going to be recasted, recast them, get your guys, build individual stories for the main guy couple people right build your angel individual stories up and then have a new dc universe and stuff for them together start the justice leaks but first build the individual stories better than they did before that's what i'm thinking so it's sad i really like jason Momoa, but as long as they're going in the right direction which it's hard to have faith but i'd be very content and happy if there was a dc universe that was half of what they did with the mcu as much as I want to see people continue in their current roles and shit like that, yeah. I, I do realize that their vision would, could never have the ability to be fully realized if they didn't, you know, like give, you know, get, like start from scratch, basically. So I think that they kind of drip feeding us this information just, you know, just as like a like medicine, because eventually it's going to come to a point where they're just going, you know what I'm saying? They're just going to let us know, like, we starting completely over. Like, everybody, as you know, is not going to be... Hopefully Robert Pattinson stays. Please, please yeah. leave Matt Reeves the fuck alone. Please don't bother that man. Let him write what he's going to write. Leave that man the fuck alone. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, it needs to be completely separate. Just over here, they do their thing. I think Aquaman sucks. I, I hate the character. I never liked Aquaman. They should get rid of this guy. I'm over it. I was, I was telling somebody that yesterday, bro. His comics, him and the cartoons, the movies. I, Aquaman is, is the corniest superhero, like, like in the mainstream to me, of like of all time. I've never been, I've never been a big Aquaman fan at all. He, and you know, if we want to get into astrology, I'm a Pisces. I love fish. You know what I'm saying? That's the only that that's all I eat. I only I don't eat chicken or, or beef or pork. You know what I'm saying? I only eat fish. I, I love you know, I love water and all of that shit. Aquaman is just whack. Like and it's no fault to Jason Momoa. Aquaman just fucking sucks. That shit is not cool. Aquaman is, is a is a good supporting character. He's not yeah. they want him to be, you know, up there with the Batman's one rooms and the Superman. It's not gonna happen. Like that's he's never gonna be that type of character. He's a nice supporting character, supporting cast. But he, he's never gonna be one of those top guys like Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. And he's definitely Jason Momoa, yeah. Jason Momoa is the archetype for Aquaman. Like he, like yeah. if if there's anybody in the world that should be Aquaman, you know what I'm saying? And if if you can't make him cool with 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 that, like it's just yeah, like, just yeah, man. Do somebody world. do Green Lantern and and uh, bring Green Lantern and into the. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Finally, give me a John Stewart Green Lantern, and I will be content with my life. This one's the main one. I've heard, I've heard two conflicting rumors here. One said Man of Steel 2 is now up in the air, and one is saying Man of Steel 2 is canceled altogether and it's not happening at all. So I, I don't know what's going on with this. There, there are rumors about Cavill, because I know he's back in Black Adam. I, I, I got, that was spoiled for me already. Thanks a lot for those fuckers on Twitter. Um, but they- Not even the fuckers on Twitter, bro. Uh, uh, 
Henry Cavill himself spoiled that, and I want to say Warner Brothers spoiled that as well. Like they 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 left like nothing. You know what I'm saying? They left nothing for the imagination. They straight up, hey, Henry Cavill is back, everybody. He he came in and made an announcement and all kind of shit, man. That was that was that was dumb. I thought that was stupid too. They they should have just done that shit at uh, at Comic Con like they, like they were supposed to, but because he he was supposed to. The rumor was that he was going to be there, and it was just uh, Dwayne Johnson that dumbass suit. Uh, why did he do that? Why did he do that? I don't know. That was, that was so goofy. That, that was so stupid. That was Nobody wanted to see that shit. As DC's problem is, they're putting out these these supporting characters, and they're they're trying to they're trying to make them as you know top top dogs like Black Adam. Like who the fuck cares? Like he's not you know a top dog out there. Even uh, Shazam, Shazam wasn't even theirs at first, and they they fucked around and bought it. Then Marvels, and then they they uh, they they brought it over to DC. But it's, Shazam is fucking cringe. I don't give a fuck about him anymore. I don't give a fuck about Shazam. His movies are cringe. His character is cringe. I do not care about him. Batman will beat his fucking ass. Wonder Woman will beat his ass. It doesn't even matter. Move on from this shit already. You're putting out shitty characters who are not, who are supporting casts, and you're, and you're trying to make them up to be like the dirty top dogs. You're not Marvel. You, you, can't, you can't be fucking putting out Ant-Mans of, of the DC universe and trying to think that they're, they're like a billion dollars because they're not. And that's why Black Adam flopped. I think it's weird that DC, as dark as the comics are and, and the stories that they have, I think it's weird that they seem to like more so cater to kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like with, with the movies versus animation, which is which is also another that's another conundrum where the MCU. I mean, they, there are some dark stories in the MCU. I mean, in, in Marvel, don't get me wrong, but in the Marvel comics. But like as far as the movies, like they cater to kind of everybody. Like they have they have some dark shit in them. But, you know, like it. it if you're a fan of comic book movies and shit like that, like there's the MCU movie for everybody, you know what I'm saying? But it is I don't think it's the same. Punisher is something different. That, yeah. that type of shit is fucking, you know, that's real. That's true. And they're saying that uh that Daredevil is gonna be like uh kind of like a Deadpool type character. I don't know if that means that we're gonna get a lot of uh a lot of F words. And by F words I mean fuck everybody. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I was clear about that. But but the th the, the thing that, that Marvel did so well was they put out these films of, of these supporting characters like Ant-Man and stuff like that, but they, they didn't introduce Ant-Man in his own solo film first. They put him and surrounded him with their main characters. You've seen Ant-Man in Civil War, and they said he appeared in that, and then after that movie, he got his own solo film. DC does the exact opposite. They put out the solo films and then they start grouping them together with, with this other bullshit. Black Adam should have been paired with a Superman and maybe one of the uh, Superman films. And then Black Adam should have gotten his own solo film. Because the way Marvel does it was they'll introduce these characters within groups. And, and then fans will be like, you know what? I, I may want to see more of that character. Give them a solo film. And then they go out and watch because, because they're interested. But DC doesn't do that. And that's why their films flop like this. And that's exactly what happened with Black Adam. The film flopped because nobody had that you know much genuine interest at this point. All right, next one. DC's plan for the new DCU may reportedly entail a truly fresh start with no baggage from previous movies. I agree with that. I think we should just swipe it all out together, except for Wonder Woman, though. Keep Gal Gadot. Aquaman gotta go. Flash gotta go. What's up with that movie? First of all, is that actually gonna come out? What what's going on with Flash? It got I, pushed I up. So. It got pushed up. It got pushed up a week. Yeah, got pushed okay. up a week. So 
not only is it coming out, it's coming the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, <laughs> it's coming out in all caps. We got news uh, when Batgirl was canceled that the, that the Michael Keaton solo Batman film was canceled as well. But they gave us no news about what that about what that film was or what it entailed, uh, according to, to the Hollywood Reporter uh, article. The canceled Batman movie with Michael Keaton was reportedly going to be Batman Beyond. Okay, yeah, I... that fucking hurts. The film would have included a romance between Michael Keaton's Batman and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. That, that should have been made. I would have really liked to see that. Honestly, that would have been great. Are we talking now? Like like recent recent uh, Michael Keaton. I'm guessing it, it would have been some flashbacks to the past where, where they would have been in, in the suits and shit like that. But it, it would have had Batman and Selena probably reminiscing while they were old and then flashing back to, to the older times, I'm guessing. So was he going to die? Because he was never Terry McGinnis. No, I, I'm guessing that it, it would have had Terry McGinnis in it. But Keaton's main role as Batman would have would have had some flashback scenes. Oh, okay. In the okay. Suit and shit like yeah, that. Hold okay. up. That's my guess for that because you you can't have a a a, a Keaton or or it may it may have been Keaton and, and Michelle Pfeiffer in, in as they are today. You know, older. I'm guessing the the film idea didn't even get that far in, into production. Okay, yeah, because it it is not. Oh, it's, I hear what you're saying, but it's it's not it's not it's not working up here. Yeah, <laughs> they're making a lot of sense uh this one is a question do you think a christian bale and a brandon routh superman movie uh crossover could have worked i, I would have loved to see it i, I thought that i, th I think that would be really cool i yeah. think i've said it on this show before uh superman returns i love that movie i fucking love that movie love brandon routh take on on superman was like i i thought like looking back on it man that shit was really really good he got his send off in uh in the in whatever they uh, crossover yeah yeah he got his send off in that but I I wish they you know what I'm saying I wish they would have kept that I almost want to say bring him back you I know agree. what I'm saying if 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 they don't like if it don't work out with with Henry Cavill or whatever bring him back man um oh, Henry get the fuck out Brandon you're in buddy I'm all in on Brandon fuck Henry I don't see how it would not have worked I I, I still haven't seen the extended cut but it would have maybe been. A better a much better movie maybe maybe it wouldn't have needed an extended cut you know um that that batman v superman if that was the, the route that they were going if christopher nolan was the one taking care of that i think it would have been a damn good movie because i just feel like that would have been good i remember watching an interview with christian bale and he's talking about how someone was asking him if he'd come back as batman um and he's basically saying you know i would only come back if christopher was the one doing the movie right and i don't know i feel like Although it, it might have tampered with uh, the legend of, you know, those Nolan movies and how well people thought of them as standalone movies. But having Christopher Nolan's Batman in a DCEU type situation, I think it'd be pretty good so long as Nolan was the one handling his actual movie appearance. I, I think it would have been the most badass thing I've ever seen. Brandon Roth was so good as Superman. Christian Bale was so good as Batman. But Christopher yeah. Nolan at the helm, that probably went, it would have went 10 times better than what the BBS we got. I almost feel like it would have been so good that it would have been bad. Like, like, mm. it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like we just, we, we end up like nitpicking that shit. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? If, you know and, and 
find a, a whole bunch of shit that we don't like and it's it's kind of irrelevant in the grand scheme but still you know what i'm saying I, I i feel like it would have been that good and i think i said this before on the show but i will mention it again that avatar holds the world record for the most times i've ever fallen asleep in one sitting uh and that's three and i, I just the movie is not about anything like it it just like and even if you break it down to what it is about it's the most basic plot for a movie like it, it's just pretty and that that's what people like about it and i i just I, I can't i can't roll on that you know what i'm saying like that that's not why i enjoy movies i do enjoy pretty movies but be about something man i i just like it's, I, I, anytime i woke up when that day like watching that movie i was like bro ain't no way in hell this movie's still on it's so fucking shallow it's literally it's a movie that made so much, way more money uh, that's the only thing that's special about it is the money it made but in reality it's one of those fucking garbage movies that you've never heard of that, like, I don't know if you're ever on your 40 page on TikTok and you see, like, a video on the bottom and it's, like, soap cutting and shit and it's, like, part 42. And then on top, it's some fucking indie movie that you've never, ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what fucking Avatar is. It's the dumbest shit ever. The story is so basic and it... Oh, it's just so bad. So funny. The TikToks are fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't That's understand. It like, it would never make sense to me that, for one, that back in 2009, this motherfucker had, he had already announced his plans to make, like, four sequels or something like that and and they they roll with it too that the second movie has to make it has to be the the highest grossing movie of all time to make profit and three why he's still going with this vision of of avatar this, hey, how old is oh James my god i know i thought that logan brought up uh the the soap cutting tiktoks because that shit i see all the time it's always some unknown like b movie that nobody's ever seen it and it's always like the, the captain is always like a daughter, a mother helps daughter escape abusive father, part 42. And it's like, this fucking, this, this most craziest shit. And the only is this fucking somebody just cutting soap in half and shit. It's the, it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. I don't know if it's wrong, but I'll sit there and watch those things for a while. <laughs> 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 oh my that's God. what, James. that's what Avatar made me think of, bro. Cause it's the fucking movie. You don't even know what's going on or what it is. But... So James Cameron is 68, which is too old to be worried about uh, Avatar part five. <laughs> He said part three. The script is already written. It's green lit by the by. Uh... He had. Oh my nigga, god. He, had, he already had part like parts two through five. He had already had them set. Like you know, what I'm saying like, and I think that they were supposed to film two and three together, That's like uh, at or around the same time. I truly feel like Avatar is viewed the way it is because of the technical achievement, right? Yeah. I feel like the second one has to have like a, an excellent story in order for it to be. Be sustainable, you know, and it won't. Um, right, and I think with that, like, why continue? You know, what I'm saying, like, okay, all all the 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 glitz and glamour has worn off. You know, what I'm saying, okay, we we know where we are technologically. We we understand that, so we we passed that now. Like, you can't just just show me like pretty lights and shit and, and expect for me to just go ooh and ah. I mean that this is a movie for um for I, I hate to keep keep banging race, but this is a movie for the whites. The whites will show up for this movie. That that is going to happen. I, I can guarantee you. This movie will make as 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 much as you know what I'm saying, as much as it possibly can. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that is that is unfortunate, you know. Um but I just I just don't like it, there are two things I live by in my life that I that I always tell people. You keep buying bullshit and they're gonna keep selling it. 
Two, you put lipstick on the monkey, and it's just gonna be a monkey with lipstick. And I think both applies to this, uh, to to this, because now like it, it's just gonna be a pretty movie in twenty twenty two. You know what I'm saying? That that's the lipstick on the monkey. That that that's all it's gonna be. It's not gonna be about anything. And two, you keep buying bullshit, which like I said, they're gonna show up and show out for this movie, and it's gonna do gangbusters. And and part three is gonna be green lit before we get before the year is out. Part two is gonna be green lit. All right, thank you guys for joining this. Oh, that's for this week's episode we appreciate everybody for joining uh this week's uh this week's show and showing us so much support uh, if you're listening via podcast format go ahead and leave a five-star review subscribe to the podcast as well also leave a written review that will definitely help us out and also uh if you're if you're watching via youtube format go ahead like subscribe and comment as well that will definitely help us out so we appreciate everybody for joining us this week i uh, have a blessing and we will see you guys next week peace